podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Nottingham Forest 1, Burnley 1. Welcome to the Player Ratings. Hey guys, how you doing? Hope you're all well in the chat. Hope you've had a chance to get your player ratings. And if you have an exclamation mark rate in the chat or the link is pinned in the in the um, live chat. Before we get started, please don't forget if you haven't already hit that like button. Subscribe to Forest Fan TV if you are new. And let's let's get into this. Let's get into this. Let's talk about the game in general. For me, that first 28 to 30 minutes was the best I've seen Forest play. I'm going to go that and I'll say the best I've seen Forrest play in the Premier League. We were attacking. We were overlapping. We had, you know, uh, the wingers getting past. It, it was really good football. The problem with it was we didn't get the goal. Had we got the goal in those first 28 minutes, I really think we would have won that game very, very comfortably. Very comfortably indeed. And the problem was our, our shooting. I'll be honest with you guys, is woeful. Woeful. I think we had 14 shots and what, three or four on target. And it's just, it's not good enough. And for me, Morgan Gibbs White, I, I love the player. I've always backed him. But God damn it, man, he is starting to frustrate the crap out of me. He, he really is. Either his corners are too short or they're too long. His passing, terrible. His shooting is getting worse. It, it really is. It's either weak or it's high, wide and ugly. It really is. But we'll get on to him specifically in the player ratings. But anyway, that first 28 minutes, honestly, I was on cloud nine. Sangare was dominating that midfield. His positional play was fantastic. He was breaking up the play, turning the ball over, winning the ball high up. I did feel we sat back a little from them and let them, especially in the first five minutes, knock it between <coughs> excuse me, their centre-backs. But that 28 minutes, I think it was about 28 minutes, was phenomenal. The best I've seen. Brandon, thank you so much for the two pounds. We played some exciting football. Final third, shite. Yeah, that's basically it in summary. However, however, let's, let's start by talking about the actual team selection and the formation. For me, massive uh, plaudits to Cooper for going for the 4-2-3-1. Um, I thought the idea of Sangare and Mangala could work very well. And shout out to Jason. I think Mangala was picked because he speaks fluent French and would help Sangare, who speaks zero English. I love the idea of that front four, where we had Callum Hudson-Odoi on the left, where I wanted him, Alanga on the right, MG Dub in the hole, and then Awani up front. My problem with the team selection was the two centre-backs. Warrell and McKenna. Why Niakate is on the bench fully fit makes absolutely no sense to me whatsoever. Warrell I expected to start. Come hell or high water because he played well against, Pal against um, Chelsea, he was going to start. But he was at partial fault for that first goal. It's not on him solely, but he has to then panic because of what Montiel does. And the, the goal itself was atrocious. Montiel... As I said to you when we bought him and I gave you the scout report on him, my biggest worry about him 
was that he's too attacking and he will find himself in front of the ball too much. And defensively, he's going to be lacking. And that's exactly what we saw. For the first 15 minutes, I thought he was looking really good, really sharp. But he was almost getting overexcited. Rush of blood, man. He was way too high up the pitch. And then very weak in the tackle. And he got done down that wing, caused Worrell to come across. And then Worrell should have cleaned the defender, the attacker out. He should have cleaned him out. He's outside the box. He should have shouldered him off the ball. But he was very weak in that challenge. And then Foster makes the worst shot I've ever seen. He slices it backwards into the path of the Burnley um, goal scorer. So there was an element of luck to it. Uh... Kwamino, thank you so much for the 999. Appreciate it, bro. Creep up the great work from Westchester, Ohio. Appreciate. It. I love how I love how global forests are. Now, now on the other side of the pitch of the defense, Einar was incredible, incredible. Be it when he played at left back or when he switched across to right back. He was incredible. I don't think he put a foot wrong for me personally. And he's right up there for man of the match. I felt Alanga was good to start with. Again, I thought they were all really good for those first 28 minutes. But Alanga then faded for me. And Callum Hudson-Odoi was really good on the left wing. And that finish for the equaliser was just Henri-esque. It really was the way he finessed it into the far corner. And the other positive we have to take, look, we the negative is you should not be losing to Burnley. A team on zero, not losing, sorry, it feels like a loss, drawing to Burnley. A team on zero points at home. These are teams we should be mopping up 2-3-0 comfortably. Comfortably. But the shooting is woeful and it creates pressure. It creates pressure on the defence when you're not converting those chances. This is what football is. Burnley were crap, Robert. I didn't think they were good. So in terms of a positive, we take the point, we move up to eighth, but it is, in my opinion, two points lost because these are the teams that we have to be slapping around. When I say slapping around, a couple of goals, couple of early goals and move it on. <coughs> Excuse me. Now, in terms of the negatives, for me, Montiel, after that first 15 minutes was atrocious, atrocious. This is why I've said in my dream team, it's um, it's got to be Aurier in that back right position. Maybe Aina, maybe Aina. Um, Morgan Gibbs White is becoming a major problem. And this is why all those people who are at me about Scarpa, this is why you do not leave a position on the pitch that is unchallenged, unchallenged. The only person who can fit into that 10 position would be Chris, uh, would be Aguilera. He's not ready for the Premier League. Scarpa would have been ideal, ideal in that position. And if you don't want to start him, fine. But at least he puts pressure on Morgan Gibbs-White. Cooper needs to sub Morgan Gibbs-White or drop him just as a statement. As a statement to let him know that that position on the pitch is not guaranteed for a single player. It's almost the same problem you see with the likes of Man U with Rashford. Rashford just stays on whatever. And Cooper's doing the same thing with Morgan Gibbs-White because he feels that he could be the catalyst to create a moment. And we don't want someone who's just going to be a moment's player. That's the thing with it. It's got to be someone who's consistent. And I just thought he was poor today. In my opinion, you guys may agree or disagree. So, overall, disappointing that we didn't get the win. I, but 
man, did we see some champagne football for that first 28 minutes. But let's get into the player ratings. There's like 500 of you in here, only 51 likes. If you haven't already, please do hit that like button. And let's move it into the old player ratings. Okay, so let's bring this up, ladies and gents. And if you haven't done your ratings yet, exclamation mark rate or click on the link that's pinned into the chat. Score them from zero to 10 with six being an average. If it's a sub, the average score for a sub is a five. Okay, so let's get that off and let's start with Turner. Now, I haven't spoken about Turner purposely in the intro because Turner was exquisite tonight for me. Um, he couldn't have done much with the goal. He made a nice early save low to his right-hand side. His distribution, I thought, was decent as well today. And I thought overall Turner had a solid performance. In fact, I'd go as far as to say Turner probably should be, in your guys' reckoning, for man in a match. Um, I don't feel he put a foot wrong for me today. You have to mark him down technically because we conceded a goal. But for me, I'm going to give Turner an 8 out of 10. I thought he was really good. And maybe this whole uh, Vlacodemus coming in has sharpened him up even more. Not that he was bad in the first place, but it has added potentially that element of sharpness. I thought it was one of his best games. And overall, he's been very, very good for Forrest. Now, let's see what you guys went in the chat. Um, you got 7.4 for Turner. Um, okay, not bad. Not bad. I think a little harsh. I would have scored him higher personally myself, but not a million miles off. I can see a lot of eights and sevens in the chat at the moment. But look, I don't think we have an issue with goalkeepers at the moment. I think both are adequate. And let's see, let's see them fight it out. And let's see who ends up with the number one shirt. Now, this one is going to be interesting, man. Montiel. Look, it's his first game, his first full game. Um, he was at fault for the first goal. He's at fault for the first goal, and he causes Worrell to have um, the issue as well, and Worrell causes the panic. I, I just, I don't think he's a defender. He's more a right wing back or an attacking right back for me. And that's, that's the issue I have with what happened today. Had we not conceded that goal, we would have been fine. He, I felt he was playing probably 10 yards too high for me at certain points within that game. And I, and I just, I, I think Aurier is better. And I've said it, you can go back, I've got receipts. I would have still stuck with Aurier as my number one overall choice for right back. And it showed that when Einar switched across to the right-hand side, the game looked a little more balanced. Look, it is his first game. It is his first game. Um, but it does, it does say a lot when, when a manager subs off a right back, you know, and then has to switch your left back across. I'm giving him a three out of 10. I know that seems harsh, but that's how I'm calling it. I'm ducking him heavy points for the goal and also his positional play. And it was almost a bit weak sometimes in some of the challenges when the Bernie left winger was getting in behind him. So I'm going to give him a three. Let's see what you guys, um, went with. He didn't go much higher, 3.74 for him. Okay, fair enough. Maybe maybe I'm being a little harsh. I mean, it is his first home game, but three for me. Emma, you gave him a three as well. I just, look, at the end of the day, you got to call what you call, innit? Call what you see, and that's how I saw it. What was funny, there was quite a few of you in the chat who were saying he was already man of the match after 15 minutes. I didn't agree with that. I thought he was doing well. 
But he definitely, definitely does worry me. And it was one of those signings where I was unsure of, look, I'm not going to judge him fully yet. It is what it is. Uh, and let's move on and talk about Worrell. Overall, he was okay for me. But my problem with Worrell is those mistakes, those panic mistakes are still there. That's that's the problem for me with Worrell. And they're, they're going to come and they're going to keep coming throughout the season. And that's why he's not a number one choice for me by any stretch of the imagination. It's got to be Felipe and Niakase if you're going in the back four. Yeah, Crypto, I know. I know him and McKenna are not the right. Like, if you're going to go with Worrell, at least put Niakase, who's got some pace and composure next to him. You don't go Worrell and McKenna. And my worry, my worry about it was, you know, mistakes could happen. They could happen. And they did. Look, he is not technically at fault for the first goal. It's like 90% for me on Montiel. But he's got to use some craft. When that player, I can't even remember his name, uh, the left winger for um, uh, for Burnley, when he's about to out-muscle him, he's still outside the box, you've got to get physical with him and push him off. And we, we saw that with McKenna, which we'll talk about in a second. So I'm going to mark him slightly down from the average six. I'm going to give him a five, because outside of that, I thought he was okay. I thought he was okay. So I'm going to give him a five out of ten for Worrell. Uh, let's see what you guys went with. You guys have gone for a 5.3. Um, okay, let's get these scores up on the mini boards for the late joiners. Please don't forget to hit the like button and subscribe to Forest Fan TV if you're new here. And please get your votes in. They all still count and they all add up. Uh, Cameron Deer, thank you so much for becoming a member. And don't forget, if you haven't seen the goals and you are a member, um, you can see them all by hitting exclamation mark goal in the chat. Okay, let's move this forward and let's move on to the next centre-back, which was McKenna. Now, McKenna for me, throughout most of the match, and I think I even said it in the watch-along, was I hadn't noticed him. And when you don't notice a, um, a defender, usually that's a good sign because it means they haven't made any serious mistakes or anything like that. However, pretty much minutes after I said that, he goes and does, it, it was just donkey work for me. It was donkey work in terms of, again, similar to the problem we saw with Worrell for the first goal. It was about being outstrengthed. The, the, the stupid thing about it was that he had his arms around, the, uh, around Foster, whoever it was, and he ends up being the one who falls down on the floor. They're just not strong enough and they're not savvy enough. Like literally, he put his arms around the player and he ends up on the floor. It's just weird. Now, technically, you can say that it, in the grand scheme of things, it didn't matter because it was given as a handball. Like the handball was a handball. It was a soft handball, but by the letter of the law, it was a handball. Um, I'm going to score him exactly the same as Worrell for me. Um, I'm going to give him a 5 out of 10. But had that goal stood, that would have changed everything in my mind on what I would have scored him. But because it didn't, it's given him a little saving grace however this is not our center back pairing no way no chance in hell if cooper is going to think this is our number one and number two center back choice then i'm sorry he's absolutely deluded <clears throat> you guys have given him a 4.6 so a little bit lower than i did let's get those scores up on the board 
Um, what did I say again? A five was an M. And you guys have gone 4.6. Keep those votes coming in. Keep those likes coming up. We do appreciate every single one of those likes. And thank you all for chilling with us. I hope you enjoyed the watch along if you are watching along. Okay, let's move on to Einar. And for me, I'm looking forward to talking about him because for me, outstanding. Like seriously brilliant. Um, he he's let's rem remind ourselves. Let's remind ourselves how much he cost us. Nil point, zero, nothing. And he was an unknown to a lot of us, a complete unknown, including myself. I barely remember his couple of games in the Premier League. Um, and yeah, if there's any spamming going on, can the mods just uh, deal with it? Please appreciate it. I think not only did he look composed and pacey and he was overlapping on that left hand side, getting forwards at the right time, the correct distance back when he was backtracking. On the left hand side, he was doing exactly the same for me on the right hand side and he looked completely balanced. And I'll say this, like we've got him and we've got Williams who can play both left and right. I don't actually think there's a comparison between the two. And not only that, not only that, Williams is good as a right wing back or a left wing back. Einar, so far from what we've seen, is good as a left wing back, a right wing back, a right back, and a left wing back. And a left back, sorry. He can play all those positions very, very comfortably. Now, if Aurier is injured, then I would probably put Einar in at right back, and I would go for someone like probably Williams, maybe at left back. I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Tavares wasn't too bad, but I still worry the mistakes are coming from him. But Overall, for me, I'm giving him I'm giving him a nine out of ten. I thought he was fantastic for me today. I'm gonna give him a nine out of ten. Let's see what you guys did. You guys went seven point six, seven point seven. Keep those votes coming, guys. That I'm sorry, I gotta take issue with you lot in in, in the chat. Seven? How have? No, that's that's a little embarrassing, guys. I'm not gonna lie. That's a little embarrassing. How did you get 7.7 .7 for him? Just think about what he did. I, am, I, am I alone? Yes or no, chat? Are you lot hush on him? I'm asking yourselves to critique yourselves here. I know. The 7.7. .7, that, that is poor. That is poor. There's got to be some Derby fans in here trolling, seriously. But okay. I guess everyone's entitled to their opinion, as we always say. I just don't agree with that one iota. Okay, let's move it on. Let's talk about Sangare. And look, I am going to be as objective as possible on him because I'm not going to lie, I was extremely excited to see him in. And, and I'm sure a lot of you were as well. And I thought for the first, again, 28 minutes, he was the reason we were playing so well. He was marshalling well. He was he, he cut out some critical things in the box. <laughs> we're reenacting like Derby still have fans. Um, it, I thought if if the game had stopped at 28 minutes, he was a nine, eight and a half, nine out of ten for me. But then he made some silly mistakes. That mistake right at the end where he tried to go all Lionel Messi and spin in the box. I don't know what he was doing there. I don't. And, and that was dangerous. And actually McKenna saved him in that instance um, from any, you know, real, real issues happening. There were a few mistakes. 
But there's a clear difference between if you look at him, his debut in, in a team where he doesn't speak the language, if you parallel that to Montiel, there's no comparison who was the better of the two for me. It was Sangare, and especially in that first um, first 28 minutes. He gave away a couple of fouls, but so did Yates when he came on. I think he's going to be on another planet for us when he gets going. But I am going to be objective about my score, and I'm going to give him a 6 out of 10 today. It was really good and then really average for me. I'm only being honest about how I feel. So, what did you guys say on him? 6.3. Okay, we're quite similar. Quite similar in our scores there. Let's get them up on the board. Every time I get them up on the board, though, I, I expect you guys to be hitting that like button if you haven't hit it already. And please do subscribe to Forest Fan TV if you are new. Okay, so let's just get this final score in. Where is it for you guys? You went 6.3. Okay, let's move on to Mangala. And for me, Mangala was a bit Froiler-like, if I'm honest. When, when we were waxing lyrical about everyone being amazing on the pitch and doing their thing, I kind of felt he wasn't doing anything bad, but again, it was that I didn't notice him scenario. You know what I'm saying? I didn't notice him. I think he was slightly, slightly worse than um, Sangare, but he wasn't bad. He wasn't bad for me. I don't mind this pairing at all. This pairing could blossom into something that looks very good, especially with the no language barrier, etc. Um, he, he's not. I can't give him a five. I don't think he was bad enough to be a five. I think a six, but like a low six in the Sangare would have been a mid six for me is what I'd say about um, Mangala. But he is slightly turning into the, he's taken that ghost mantra from Froiler. So I'm just going to give him a six, just to round it out six. Keep your votes coming in. What have you guys gone with uh, Mangala? You got a 6.3, so we're not a million miles off that. I still can't get over what you guys scored bloody... Um, uh, Aina, I really can't. That's so harsh, man. 7.7. .7. Yeah, all of you are claiming you said nines in the chat. Mangala wasn't a ghost, says uh, Stoney. I, I'm just saying what I felt. I mean, you may have seen it different. I may have seen it different. It is what it is. It's uh, all about the opinions. This is why we do this player ratings. Okay, so let's go on to MGW. Like, I've already said a lot about him. But, and you guys know, and you all accused me last season of having MGW goggles. But I just, I'm getting frustrated with him. I think that's probably the right word to use, is frustrated. I don't know why. He's, at, he's almost acting like he's Mr. Forrest. Like everything must go through him. And I honestly think a lot, a bit of that has to go on Cooper, that Cooper's the one who's kind of pushing this agenda. Now we all know he's got the talent. We all know he's a phenomenal player, but I've said this already so many times this season, less would be more with him. Less would be more. And he's got to come off dead balls. He's got to come off dead balls. Nikki with the 199, appreciate you, bro, and the rest of the FFTV team. Thank you so much, Nikki. We love you too, bro. Hope you are well. Um, let me ask you guys this question. 
Yeah, just put a wire in. We won't do a poll in the chat. Would you consider dropping Morgan Gibbs White? Yes or no? I'd be tempted. I'd be tempted as a statement rather than Stu. Yeah, it's fine if you if you agree, it's cool. If you don't, you don't. There's quite a lot of whys in the chat, and and I don't I don't really want to I don't want to dig him out because I still do love him. He's one of my favorite players. But I just want him to just do less in a way, if you get what I'm saying, a, a bit less as a statement to drop him. Maybe we'll bring him down a notch. You know what I'm saying? Just bring him down a notch. There's no harm in it. Not Hopkins. Thank you so much for subscribing. I just feel no player needs to get ahead of it. We, we will do a poll, Colin. We will do it. Forest Magic saying, get what I'm saying. And it, it would just be, and uh, what's that say? Rebecca Croft, thank you so much for subscribing. And Tommy, thank you so much for subscribing. And I'm not doing it like, I mean, Owen, that is the question. Who do you drop him for? Well, what I would do if you're going to drop him, you could turn it into a 4-3-3. Keep the front three as it is. Bring in a Dominguez or a Yates in alongside Sangare and Mangala. You know, it's quite an easy, an easy switch to do in my opinion. But I just want him dropped for one game. Just as a quick reminder. Yeah, even a Santos would be fine. Just a quick reminder. You you are good, but you're not bigger than the club. Yeah. And yeah, Tommy, bring Scarpa back. Exactly. And Owen saying it as well. And this was my worry. As much as I wanted to see Scarpa play, and I still really do, you're giving Morgan Gibbs White the freedom of that position and you're just allowing him to I mean, he should, at the very least, he should be subbed off. At the very least, he should be subbed off with 20 minutes to go in that game. Maybe switch it up to a 4 3 3. Um, you don't have to have, I mean, you're saying creative players, Owen, but what did he create today? What did he create today? That, that's the problem for me with it. You could switch it into a 4 3 3. Against Man City, I think that's probably not a bad way to go. Um, just make that midfield a solid wall, use the pace up front on the counter attack. That could work. That kind of thing. So maybe. But look, it's not. I'm not against Morgan Gibbs White. I still love him, but I am getting frustrated by him. I think that's the best way to describe it. I'm going to give him a, a four out of 10 for me. A four out of 10 for Morgan Gibbs White. Let's see what you guys are saying. Keep those votes coming in if you haven't already. You got 5.1. Um, okay. Let me just find the right bloody one. There we go. And I hate giving him a four. I really do. I really do. Like, I was expecting him to kick on this season. I just think he's come back from that um, international over the summer and just kind of been a bit more arrogant. And I don't mind arrogance in players. I really don't. I just think he's come back with a bit too much swagger in what he's doing. That's, that's all I'm saying. Now, people will say I have an agenda against him suddenly. Cool. I'd love to see that. Um... That one stick. Okay, let's move on and talk about the next player, which is uh, Langer. Um, again, I'm feeling repetitive here. For the first 30 minutes, brilliant. One of the balls he did, where he did that reverse inverted pass into Callum Hudson-Odoi, we should have scored from that. It was great vision from Elanga. And he was linking up quite well early on with Montiel. There was nice overlaps happening down that right-hand side. However, I do feel Elanga did fade, especially in that second half. Um, I don't think he played badly at all, to be honest. And I thought he was 
one of the pickouts, one of the pickouts. But first, first thirty minutes, brilliant. And then he he didn't go crap. He just faded a little for me. Um, so what I give him? What I give him? He's about. Uh, I'd probably still give him like a six or a seven, like a six and a half for me. I'm gonna give him a six and a half, somewhere in the middle there. He's somewhere in between a six and a seven. I don't know if this will fit in. No, it won't. All right, it's a six and a half, but I'm just taking the point half off just because my OCD. Uh, what did you guys go? You went 6.7. Okay, we're not a million miles away from each other. Now, I am very pleased that he started. For me, that was really good. And I hope he keeps starting going forward. I love I love the idea of this front three, maybe front four with Morgan Gibbs-White. Um, let's get your scores on. 6.7, you gave Alanga. Where is it? 6.7. But he, he is good. If he gets a little bit more end product for me in terms of his shot. He had one shot, didn't he, that was quite weak. But yeah, overall, overall, very good. I was, I was, I'm okay with him. I'm okay with his performance tonight. Okay, let's move on and talk about Callum Hudson-Odoi. Um, now, again, he had a couple of decent chances in the first half and his shooting boots weren't quite firing. But that finesse... Uh, Nick, thank you for subscribing. That finesse was just Henri-esque. It really was. Edge of the box. That's why I've always said I would prefer him on the left-hand side so that he can cut in and finesse it like that because he has it in his locker, as does Origi. As does Origi. So, for me, very impressed um, with him. Now, am I going to go overboard on his score? Probably not. I still think Einar was the better player. As Mark says, it was absolutely green-timed on FIFA. Literally, man. Double tap the press the shoot button, hit that sweet spot on the second press of the shoot button. Spot on. He's got pace. You know the other thing I really liked about him? He drove at their defense. He drove at them. He pushed them back at times. He was really, really good. Really good. And and the other thing to remember, guys, he's only had a um a B team match, hasn't he, during the um international break. He hasn't really played for Chelsea. Um, he's still coming back. From that um, injury, he's saying he's now fully recovered. I think there's more to come from him as he gets um, sharper. He needs more match time and um, match match sharpness for me. But I'm gonna give him I'm gonna give him a straight eight out of ten for me. I thought he was really good today, and that goal was just a thing of absolute beauty. We don't score many from outside the box, and bringing someone like him in who can hit that finesse from the edge of the box is a really, really good weapon, in my opinion. So I'm giving him an 8. See what you guys have done. You guys have given him exactly an 8 as well. Okay, so we can't have any arguments with each other on that one. Uh, so let's get those scores on. How's the like count doing? Will someone be kind enough to check it for me in the chat, please? Oh, God, I'm putting some weird scores here. Uh, let's get that up for you guys. And then let's move on and talk about Taiwo. Um, Taiwo... I don't think was as impactful today as he has been. Now, I'm holding him to a higher standard. However, his assist was absolutely delicious. The way he's just got that big chest on him and he just controlled it down on his chest, held the defender off, bought himself time to decide what the next thing he should do was. And he just laid it off nicely into, um, into uh, hudson Adoy. Now, it wasn't the assist that created the goal. It was more so the way that the pass was fine. It was nothing like major. He just had to do a little layoff. 
It was 190. All right, we need to be at least 200, guys. So get those likes up if you don't mind. But but the way it's, it's his power, it's his power and his composure that this season has really impressed me the most. And we've got nearly 700 of you in here. Come on, we should be at 300 likes at the very least. So for Taiwo, outside of that, he did have a chance early in the first half where, again, Hudson Odoi, I think it was, squared it to him. He hit it with his left foot. It, it just was too low and got blocked by the defender. I'm going to give him a 7 out of 10. I'm going to give him a 7 out of 10. I still think he's one of the best current in-form strikers in the Premier League. 222, we're getting there. We're getting there. So I'm going to give him a 7 out of 10. You guys are going to 6.88. Let's call that 6.9. That's uh, That will do, I think, for us. Uh, wait, I gave Hudson and Doyen a... Okay, Taiwo, I'm giving him a 7. And you guys are just slightly behind me there with a 6.9. Okay, and that brings us up to speed with the full first team. So let's get into the substitutions now. Um, remind me, guys, who was the first sub? Who was the first sub? Let's have a look at my notes here. It was Tavares on for Montiel. And that was early. That was in the 53rd minute. So let's bring Tavares up. If I, I'm sure I've got him. There he is. As I've, as I've said, he's not my, he wasn't the signing that excited me at all. In fact, I had reservations about this signing. Yeah. But I will say, I thought he was okay when he came on. I thought he was okay. He did well. He's he's done nothing to make me think he can't play in that position today. So he looked decent for me. Do I do I trust him yet? No. I I still need to see a few more games from him to get that trust level up. Um, but I thought he was better than he was against Chelsea, in my opinion. And I thought overall he didn't put a foot wrong. And to be honest. The the back the fullbacks looked more balanced when we had Einar on the right and Tavares on the left. So I think that was a good change. And I think Cooper, fair play to him, made that change early because giving Montiel any more time could have been catastrophic for us. So therefore, good move from Cooper. And I thought Tavares did okay with it. I thought he did okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a six. Remember, on subs, the average is a five, so I'm gonna give him slightly above the average. I'm going to go for a six. Let's see what you guys did. You guys went a 6.08. So basically a 6.1. So we're quite similar um, on that one. Uh, let's get into a couple of your comments as I get a voice crack there. Um, Dr. Fug saying Tavares looked better because of the poor performance of Montiel, who he replaced. That's, that's a fair point. Marcus saying, where is Aurier? Aurier was injured, according to Cooper there. Sci-Fi saying defensive positioning still looks a bit poor, but it did not come to anything. Gazared said Montiel off to Olympiacos in Jan. He's only on loan. He's only on loan. Have we got, is he with obligation to buy? I can't remember. Uh, Montiel was so awful. Tavares starts if that's the choice. Um, Sai saying don't write players off after one game. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Look, Montiel, let's, let's see how he does. Let's see how he does. Um, okay, so let's move on to the next sub, which was Ryan Yates. <coughs> Excuse me, Ryan Yates coming on. So let's get Yates C up. Um, anything that annoys me about Yates C is he, well, it doesn't annoy me. He gets stuck in. He's really good at doing that. And he caused the red card. 
But he just gives away silly fouls. I think, I think I counted him giving away as many fouls in his stint. What did he get? Like 20 minutes? As Sangare did in the whole match. I think it's just an average performance for me. He's got to stop the fouls. Also, his passing is not good, man. He had a simple pass into Alanga down the wing and he just overhit it, got the angle wrong. Alanga could have done something there, but he's got to sort his passing out and he's got to sort the timing out of some of those challenges. I do worry. I do worry that one of those challenges at some point will happen in the box. But this was his kind of game. I think it was the right move by Cooper to bring him on. It was for Mangala, wasn't it? And just to get stuck in a bit and just cause a little bit of havoc in that midfield because the game was starting to get a bit ugly there. A little bit ugly. So I'm just going to give him a uh, an average uh, performance. I'm going to go as in an average score performance. I'm going to give him a 5 out of 10. And you guys have gone 5.6 for Ryan Yates. Okay. Let's move on to the next one, which was Rigi, I believe, next in. Uh, let me just get this sorted. Sorry. There we go. Uh, it was, who did I say? Origi. Um, Again, he can play out on the left, as I mentioned in the build-up video yesterday. I don't think he was as good. It was for Hudson-Odoi, wasn't it? I don't think he was good as Kalem Hudson-Odoi. He did do one thing that annoyed me. And that's when the ball came to him at the far post. I felt he could have shot with his left foot. Instead, he decided to back heel it back across the goal with his right foot. And I didn't get that. I didn't get that. I felt there was a shooting opportunity there for me. And I don't understand why he did that, especially as someone who can play in the nine as well. It was just a little weird. Outside of that, he probably didn't have too many touches or I just didn't notice him enough. But I don't get that back heel. I don't get that back heel. Could we? Could he have just put it in the back of the net? We don't know. Let's just go for a sub score with him as well, which is the average five. So we'll give him a five, and you guys have given him a five point four. So again, not a million miles off. The only ones we're really got for debate with each other, chat, is your score on bloody Anar. Still can't get over that one. Anyway, last up from the players before we get into Cooper um, was Wood who came on in the 88th minute. Um, he had a little chance uh, when he first came on. If he was sharper on it, he could have come in and kind of met the ball. Instead, it went through to the keeper when he tried to barge through. Um, he, he tried to square a header back very late in the game, but got it too close to the keeper. Outside of that, not too much. He didn't really have too much time. Uh, the Shawa, thank you for subscribing. Look, you can't really, you can't, unless he came on and scored a worldie, you can't do anything but just give him an average sub score because it was so late. So I'm just going to give him a 5 out of 10. And you guys have gone a 4.7. Okay. So let's move on to Steve Cooper. And I think I'm, I'm interested to see what you guys end up scoring on this one. And then we'll do the man of the match, of course. Now, first out, massive shout out for changing the formation to a 4-2-3-1. Look, some people will argue that had we gone low block football, we may have won that one. I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced. We did low block football against Burnley's B team two weeks ago and we still lost that. Yeah. That first 30 minutes, that first 30 minutes was sensation, sensational. And I, yes, I used the word sensational football. I was extremely, extremely impressed. But it just needed re-energizing. It just needed re-energizing. I think the mistakes for me with that setup 
And now there's a bit of hindsight in this. Montiel obviously looked bad, but he corrected that. He corrected that. It's the Warhol and McKenna thing for me. It still makes my asshole pucker up when when they get flustered at the back. Why Niakate wasn't on, I have no clue at all. I'm not going to score him any lower or higher for Montiel. I think that is what it is. You're going to have to test these players out. It, you know, but Warhol and McKenna is favourites FC. Favourites FC. 100% for me. Niakate has been on the bench like for the last three weeks. He's come on a couple of times. He should have been starting. And where was Felipe? Felipe's meant to be fit. Felipe's meant to be fit, man. We need to see. If that game had a Niakate and Felipe at the back, despite our terrible shooting, I still think we would have won that. So, for me, um, and then let's see, the changes. Honestly, I thought he got pretty much all the substitutions correct. Even the timing of them, I'd say, was decent, to be honest. Was decent. But we did drop two points in a game that should have been notched down as a comfortable 2 3 niller, in my opinion. I'm going to give him... He's like a 5.5, 6 out of 10. I'm, I'm going to go towards the 6 mark because of the formation. What I don't want to happen now, what my biggest fear about tonight is that Cooper turns around and is like, okay, well, we tried the 4-2-3-1 and we didn't win. Let's go back to my way of low blocking. No, I want to I want to see progression on this. This has actually endeared me to him. Everyone knows I've had plenty to say about his style of football. But look, forget next week. He's going to go low block. No problem with that at all, right? But following that, let's try it again. Maybe go for the 4-3-3. Do what we said about maybe dropping MGW, putting a solid midfield across, and then the front three as it is. So I'm going to give him a six, but what I don't want him to do is be like, well, I tried it. It didn't work. One off shot. No, that's that's not how it works. OK, so I'm giving Cooper a six out of ten. Let's see what you guys have gone. You've gone a six point two. So very close um, to my score there as well. OK, let's get into the man of the match. And this should be fun, right? Who do you guys want? Let's have a look at the scores. So Hudson Odoi's got an 8 from you guys. Anar's got a 7.7, .7, which just baffles me. Uh, I'm going to pick some from my list. We're going to have Anar, Hudson Odoi, I think Turner, and who else? We need one more. We need one more. Let's get the poll going here. So man of the match, you've got uh, Callum Hudson Odoi, Anar, Turner. And who else should we have? Montiel says Yatesy. Let's let's put in McKenna Warrell. No, you haven't scored. Let's go with your next highest score, which is Alanga. You got Alanga on a six point seven. We'll do it diplomatically. Alanga. Uh, while we're running this, please don't forget to hit that like and subscribe. All right, guys. Get your votes in now for your man of the match. It should be up on your screen. So, who is going to be your man in the match? And my thought is, there should only be really one or two choices. Let's see what you guys go with. So, let's have a quick look at how it's going. In a massive lead already is Einar with 61% of the vote. Callum Hudson-Odoi creeping back into this with 34% of the vote. And Turner with 8 and Alanga with 3% so far. Keep those votes coming in. We'll leave it open for a few, second more, uh, 
few seconds more, even can't get the words out of my mouth. But who are you guys going to vote for? All right, quick update on it. Anar's on 56%. Callum hudson Adoy on 32%. Turner on 10%. Elanga on 2%. This is about to close in the next five seconds. Going once. Going twice. All in for your votes. And congratulations to... Anar with 55% of the vote is your man of the match. And I fully 100% agree with that. How you guys scored him a 7.7 is literally beyond the realms of understanding for me. All right, guys. So look, in summary, yes, I'm disappointed. We dropped two points, 100%. But I am, I am very optimistic about that first 30 minutes about that first 30 minutes. I'm saying 9% turn and I still, I thought Aina was better. So I, I think it's, I think there are signs. My one worry is that Cooper looks at it and thinks, now nah, let me go back, revert back to type and go low block. Yes, do it against Man City, but going forward is fine. I didn't predict 5-0 Liam. I said 3-0. And the main positive is after how many games have we played now? Five games. If you'd offered us seven points after five games, you'd have taken it. Let's be honest. The Chelsea one was the bonus. If Forrest were now sitting here, let's say we'd lost to Chelsea and we were sitting on four points or maybe even two points. Let's remember how late we left it against Sheffield United. Then things would not be looking that rosy. So seven points is a decent return. We're eighth in the league. But we've got some hard matches coming up. Man City coming next, followed by Brentford Crystal Palace and then the international break. It could get it could get tight and ugly. We're going to have to wait and see. But hope you've enjoyed the player ratings. Thank you to everyone who took part in it as well. Before you leave, one last roll call. If you haven't hit that like button, please don't forget to do so and subscribe to Forest Fan TV. And if you listen to this on the podcast, Please don't forget to leave it a five-star rating. We'll see you tomorrow. And come on, you Reds. Sports Social Podcast Network.